Welcome to the Going There podcast. I am Kim, and this is my amazing husband. And strong and good looking. Yes, yes, all those. (laughs) Well, I'm Chris, and we are husband and wife, parents of three amazing kids, co-pastors of Journey Church in Newport News, Virginia, and ketogenic coaches. We want to bring you guys along for the fun as we dive into topics not touched from the pulpit. On the Going There podcast, we will be sharing in full transparency about marriage, sex, and faith. And did I mention sex? We are going there. Nothing is off limits. With 20 years of ministry experience and 18 years of marriage and three kids, we've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really good. The Going There podcast can be found on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us at goingtherepodcast.com. So go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, and get a new episode every Wednesday. Go ahead and like us and share on Facebook and Instagram, because we are going there. Welcome back, guys, to another episode with Going There Podcast. We are excited. It is a new month, and I hope your month is starting off well. Day one. Day one. Well, well no. Right now, we're recording on day one, so day two. Day two, yeah. June 2nd. June 2nd. So hopefully your week is going well already. As what's, what's new for you? What's new for what's me? What's new for you in June? What's new for... I'm drinking a lot of water. Why are you drinking and a lot of water? And a lot of water <laughs> creates a lot of tension for me. Oh, no. A lot of bathroom yes. stops. Yes, yes, It's inconvenience. If you've had three kids and you work a lot, that's kind of inconvenience. I have to yeah. make bathroom stops all the time. We're doing something new, right? So we're, we're doing this thing called the 75 hard. So this has been around for a hot minute. But Why don't you just do that? Now it's I like did. Now there's Now there's accountability to this. So you Jeez. guys can ask us, See, email this was us. supposed to be quiet. <clears throat> no, I want... I want it to be accountable. See, I have someone rooting against me right now. And she oh. said, I give you 15 days. I said, you don't know me. Watch <laughs> this. So, yeah. So, so now it's 75 days. It is a gallon of water a day, two 45-minute uh, workouts during the day, right? Ten, read 10 pages yeah. uh, in a day. Uh, no uh, alcohol. Or and cheat meals. No cheat meals. So you got to pick a diet and stick with it. Yep. And, uh, and really just to, to take you to the next level, you yeah. know, to do something hard like that, you know, mentally yep. hard. So it's going to be a blast, I think. Yeah. Um, today was a fantastic day for me. It I was mentally like... hard for me. But was it's it hard? <clears throat> it was. It was hard for you? It was. It was. My whole day was It was, was one off. hard day for you? What? It was one hard day for you? It was one hard day for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's good. I'm surviving. That's good. Yep. We're gonna do it. So now we're we're now we have to be held accountable. See now yeah. we're gonna be having. All right, guys, y'all get to hold us accountable. <laughs> you you hear how excited I am about this? She's gonna do great. <laughs> I am actually very excited because this is something we've been trying to to work on for a little bit now, um, for focus. Yeah. And so I am excited. It was just a rough day, but <laughs> anyways, we want to go to an email that we had come in um, a couple weeks back, and we wanted to answer the question. Which is actually a few questions. So sure. I'm going to read the email and then we'll go, go through it. Cool? Yep, sounds good. All right, it says, hey, Chris and Kim, I had this thought and I thought it might make a good podcast. What are some tips and methods you would use when you and your spouse are ready to have the talk with your kids? Do both parents talk to the child together or does father talk to son only and mother to daughters only? When should you have the talk? When you 
when you when your child starts asking questions or when they are a certain age i'm sure there's more that could be expanded expanded upon on this topic but this is all i could think of thanks again so that's kind of a few different questions when should you have the talk should it be both parents one parent based on the the sex of the child um what else was there should you start when your kids start asking questions or a certain age? So. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> D, all of the above. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think it's important to start young, right? And so we got a little bit of a later start with our kids, I think, yes. when we really sat down and, and started getting serious about uh, communicating sex and, and you know, our, our family sex ed yeah. or whatever. It, you know, it was a little bit of a later start. So. I think it was when we started realizing <clears throat> how we didn't have um, some of this growing up. And when we started realizing like, oh, well, the schools are starting to teach these things. Yeah. But also there were some things that were being taught or I guess not taught even in circles we were a part of that were like, we probably need to, we probably need to up right. our game and the figure more, out what's the proper way of yeah. doing this because the way we were taught or right. not taught, right. it wasn't, it didn't work for us and it wasn't working yeah, in I other didn't, circles. So. Uh, yeah, we, I, I so didn't grow up, ha growing up didn't have this conversation or at least I don't remember having any kind of real conversation around mm -hmm. sex and, and sex ed or whatever, you know, we had, yeah. we had code names for our private parts, you know, and, right. Things like that. We didn't really come out the gate swinging, talking about penises, vaginas, vulvas, or no. whatever else. You know, it was like your tata. Your tata. <laughs> your tata. Your ninnies. Look, the, I, I remember. I can't remember what family member said it, man, but they used to call it the tallywhacker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I so remember. That was a word I've heard too. Your tallywhacker. Which is yeah. funny because it makes you kind of like smirk and giggle or whatever, right? But. Yeah, yes. so we got a little bit of a later start, and so yeah. you actually found the books that we ended yes, up using. Yes, I had, we had some pastor friends of ours that were talking about it with their child, <clears throat> and they said when their child got to a certain age, they were going to start utilizing these books that were recommended to them, and so I went and looked it up, and <clears throat> we ended up ordering, yeah. we ended up ordering the ones that were age-specific for our children, Right. and so if you go on to Amazon, you can find them, I'm not sure what bookstores they're in. But it's, um, I'll just name the list real quick before we actually dive into yeah, why fine. we went this route. It's called, the first one is The Story of Me. The second book is Before I Was Born. The third one was What's the Big Deal? And the fourth one was Facing the Facts. And each of these books are broken down by ages. Like yeah. when to introduce the, the story of me. That's going to be more about the body yeah. and the proper names for your body parts and stuff like that. And it tells you what age to kind of introduce that. But really, I think going to this conversation is really when your kids start asking questions yeah. is from things I've been, you know, reading and things that we've come face to face with with our own kids is yeah. when they start asking questions is is be prepared for that, yeah. whether you're dad or mom. Yeah, you don't um, want to have you don't want to create shame around it either. So if your daughter's asking right. you, daddy, ab about her body, you don't want to create shame and just oh, go talk to your mom about that, you know, because then it's right. going to be like, well, what what else? As she as she continues to grow up, she's going to have that that kind of script that's written in her head. Well, I don't talk to dad about anything that has to do with this topic, you know. Right. And we don't want that. We don't right. want shame associated with sex or or the or your your kids' body parts. Man, right. that, that crap follows you into adulthood. You it know? really does. And I think yeah. that's that was 
that, I think all of it, like for us, that's when we started recognizing like how some of the, our own stuff followed us into adulthood. Yeah. And it's like, okay, course correct. Like we right. want to make sure we give our kids the, the right body image that we're able to help them, you know, yeah. see themselves as like, oh, well, these parts of my body are good. They're created by God. You know, they're for, they're for good. Yeah, and they're not pleasure and good. And, right, yeah. and they're not supposed to be, like, obviously there's things that go around it of, like, where, you know, this is your body and there's perimeters that are around that and no one else is allowed yeah. to, you know, touch and things like that. But being able to give them the guide, that, the you know, guide of this is what your body is. Yeah, I would say start, and you start off, you know, start off by telling them what their body parts actually are. <laughs> versus know? fake names stuff, yeah right? don't yeah don't don't you know make up names for it just call it as call it what it is you know they have a boy has a penis call it a penis yeah it's just a girl and call it a vulva right right the vagina is the internal part of that call the vulva's it a vulva, outside yeah. yeah you know and and help her understand what the labia are you know as, as mm-hmm. she's getting you just want to normalize it you don't and you know i think sometimes parents are scared to to like let their kids know what those things are really called because you know kids tend to at times just use those words in the most inappropriate places yes. like the lobby of church when yeah. there's a crowd of people standing around yeah and your son grabs himself and says daddy my penis is hard you yeah. know and you know that can create that awkward moment, you know. But if it's if it's something that's normalized, it's it, it's probably create more embarrassment for the people who don't call it that. To call it that than right. it is for those who do, you know. Right. But but yeah, you wanna you wanna get to the place. I think normalizing it and calling it what it is and and helping them see that from an early age. That was yeah. again, like I said, we got a later start, man, for for our kids too. Uh, way Mainly too long our for oldest, probably. yeah, way too long for our oldest son. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and it's important. I think, too, re, you know, I'm glad we started when we, I'm glad we at least started when we did because yeah. it was shortly after that, that, man, he was introduced to, to uh, porn, you know, from, yeah. from school. And so, yeah. and just being able to have that conversation with him in a, in a shameless uh, you know, not not a, a not surrounded by shame or or, or guilt, right, but you right. know, have that conversation around sex and knowing that it's a beautiful thing and knowing that it's a gift from God, but right. you know, utilizing it in a way that honors God as well and, right. and stuff. So, right, because I think so many kids grow up. I mean, I just I remember when um, one of our kids was younger and there were some things going on where it was like this constant touching. And I realized I was constantly saying, stop it. Don't touch, yeah, don't touch, don't yeah. touch. And realizing, like, that's creating this this shame around touching, whether right. it was actually, whether it was being done because it felt good or because it was just like, oh, there's this thing there that's hanging from it, my body. Yeah. Like, wow, what's this? Well, and that and, might that might start, that might be the curiosity part of what is right. this, but it, they keep going back because it does feel good. Because it does feel it good. It does and feel so good. Realizing, and that's the way it's like, supposed to be. But that's okay. Yes, absolutely. And we're just not taught, we're taught like stay far away from having those conversations with our kids versus saying, you know what, this will feel good and this is going to, you know, feel good to yeah. you. But how to keep that where it's like, you know, if you are... You know, if you're touching on that, can you take that to your room? <laughs> right, right, Because right. not everyone else wants to see that. Right, right, um, right. But you're going to cross your legs, please the, go to your room. Right. It's removing the removing the shame from it. And right. I realized, like, I kept going back to, don't do mm. that, don't do that, don't do that, as if it was, like, you know, making his penis a bad thing. And it's mm. like, no, hold on. 
it's not a bad that's not right. a not bad part of your body right. Right. and so it's just it's really being aware of so many things with our children that we actually get to forge and shape yeah. that you forget that you're forging and shaping yep until you think about your own you yourself being a child there's more shame associated with sex and your body parts and in an environment where you never talk about them yes um you know it's it's like it's you know you go through like I said, growing up, we didn't have that conversation around that. So everything was so secretive, right? right? About right. about your your body parts and things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if that's secretive and no one's really talking about it, so it must be kind of this weird thing. And yeah. then you go and and you know, you then you then you find, you know, porn magazines and then of course that obviously that's secretive and who, no one's who do you, finding those now. Right. Though. Well, because it's on your phone it's on now. Your phone, right, right, yeah. <laughs> they finding porn magazines and stuff in the garage. Right. But but you you find oh that's a secretive thing and mm-hmm. so it's like well what do I do well, I don't I don't I know how I feel when I see that and I right. know you know it's like you mm-hmm. go through that but it's like there's so much shame that's associated right. from not having somebody to kind okay. of share hey this is a normal urge and right. you know it's it's normal to have this type yes. of attraction it's normal to feel this kind of way right um, about and for girls about somebody. when girls feel touched and all of a sudden it's like oh well, that felt good mm-hmm. well if you're never told that it's gonna feel good and you've never right. felt that it's okay to even touch yourself then when someone else does it and it feels good yeah. and you've never talked about it that's not gonna <laughs> probably more likely not gonna turn out good because it's gonna be a shameful thing for one and two right. it's a secretive thing versus right. it being an open thing that's already been talked about prior to ever uh venturing into sexuality with someone else you yeah know? so yeah i think I, I think too like we're talking about age appropriate you yes. know and we can talk about what your body parts are used for and you can talk about you know that they're used in, in, in you know, have, have for having sex when you, you get older or whatever. Right. But I think that to the extent, I mean, like I said, go back to what what do they already know? Ask them. Yes. What are the questions? Like if they're asking you about, um, as you're teaching about body parts and as you're you're learning to progress to the next phase, yes. you can talk to them about what, what do you already know about that? And then yep. you can do course corrections like you had talked about earlier mm-hmm. or you can kind of okay well this is a good opportunity to teach about it yeah um i don't think i think with our two youngest ones i don't know that we were ready to have the in-depth aspect or conversation with them yeah so we ended up having to talk to our two youngest ones earlier than we initially had wanted to, to talk to them about particularly in regards to what what porn was and that yeah. you know they you know uh, our middle son had a friend who ended up it was his age and ended up you know had his uh phone his parents phone and ended up showing our middle son uh pornography mm-hmm. and then and then my little daughter was exposed to it and so we ended up we ended up having to sit down and and have this conversation with right. them. But the the cool thing about that was is to be able to have a conversation with them in, in an environment where they, they felt safe enough to share what they had seen. Right. And then and then not only that, but then also ask questions about yeah. it. And they felt the comfort the, the comfortableness of it to be able to say, Well, what about this and what is that? And what is you know, and so right. you, they're asking questions they probably wouldn't have been asking, you know, for yeah. another another four or five years. Potentially, yeah. Um, yeah, well, potentially. I mean, obviously, yeah, maybe, right? But but you're having that conversation, right? You know, way earlier than you think, which is uh, going back to again, all this is unfolding prior to, you know, us having. Uh, it was only two, what, two years prior to that that we had really started talking mm-hmm. about about this to the kids outside yeah. of you know, 
uh, school or whatever the yeah. case was. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's hugely beneficial. Yeah. Though. And I think just realizing like if you, a lot of times we, I know we have probably, or at least hearing it in the church of like when sex education, when things are being introduced to sex education at school Yeah. and we, I know for me, I'm like, Oh, that's too soon. It's too soon. But I think realizing like in, in church culture, we feel like it's too soon, but we are actually behind the ball. Oh my gosh, so bad on some of the things that should be talked about um, within our home before we ever have to think about them going to well, sex education at school. Right. But because we don't do the hard work of looking yeah. up some statistics, like when is your child first commonly exposed, exposed to pornography? To nine pornography. Years old. Right, and it's yeah. younger and younger because yeah. of technology. And what yep. is the common age for sexual activity? And when you start looking yeah. at these things and doing the actual research and the study for yourself to help you know how to best parent your children right. and not try and shield them from it. Because right. the reality is, is even if you homeschool, there's going to be some type of exposure some kid, to the some homeschool exposure. co-op's going to show your kid right, porn on right, their parents' phone right, there's or their gonna, phone. Right. There's going to be exposure. So doing the best that we can, and like we said, we've course corrected for our own oh, selves. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But doing the best you can to make sure you lay a foundation of, of health, healthy sexuality yeah. in your kids because the world's going to do a great job at, at doing other stuff yeah. for, for them. But... Don't hide stuff from them. Like right. talk to them about the questions they have. If right. they're not asking the questions, then you don't really have to, you know, go in too much depth based on the age. Yeah. But if they're asking a question, like you said earlier, yeah. ask them, what do you know about yeah. that? Yeah, what do you know about it? And, and where, what do you know? Okay, right. well then it's the, and you can, yeah, it, it, it's so important. Like good, when you talk about the, us not talking about this inside the church too, it's just such yeah. a big ride on purity and that we associate living yeah. what they would call a pure life or a life that abstains from having sexual activity this pure life it's yeah. like well live this way let's ignore this act like this doesn't even really exist right. and just highlight the fact that when you get married it's going to be incredible which it, it can be it can be right. um but if you spent your whole childhood growing up and your teenage years growing up thinking that this is horrible thing that you should you can't do outside of marriage right and then you save it all up until marriage which we're not advocating i mean we're not advocating premarital sex but right. we're just saying you you don't talk about it, don't recognize it don't even acknowledge it until right. you get married and then you get married, you go into your your marriage, and you're clueless. You you're think like, you're I have, have a what? I have right. a clitoris? What is? What do you mean? <laughs> right, right. And then you, and then you, you, yeah. It's like it's crazy. It's better to go into these things and and have a, a knowledge going into your marriage, knowing oh, yeah. you know that your husband should know when you go into your relationship, your your marriage. Your husband should know. Man, there is the the clitoris yeah. exists for solely for pleasure for the woman. If you right. want to make sure she's orgasming right. on a regular basis, make sure there's stimulation going. Right. that and and how many people are going through you know marriage for years i mean no us me you know right. it's like i do the first couple of years of our marriage i was clueless on that you right. know and it's like right and it, you know but but there was no conversation to get around it. and any mm -hmm. exposure i did have it came from uh you know the my idea of, of sex education was right. porn you know right. and so it's like that's all unrealistic and, <laughs> right. and you know camera for the cameras anyways but right Right. Yeah. You don't gain much understand real understanding there. No. So So those books are great. Yes. They're a great thing to, to You can link order. those also. Yeah, right? I'll link those in the show notes for yeah. sure. 
Um, but those are really good. And I think it's good. Good on you, too, for emailing and saying, you know, when do we start? Because that, yeah. that, that shows, too, like you're already a step ahead um, with wanting to make sure that your kids are getting the right yeah. messages about sex. Um, and that's such a that's such a valuable thing. So yeah. good on you. And for that. like another thing is not to like make sure you're having conversation with your spouse first of like, hey, these are things we're gonna talk about. So you're both don't not ambush like them. <laughs> Right, no, but so you're not going into it. If it's something you don't normally talk about, you wanna make sure you're prepared not to like be busting out laughing yeah. and you know, like giggling like you're and you know, in no, high school it, about these parts. Because yeah. then the kids are gonna be like, What is what? Dude, Why that is was, that funny? Like we when we <laughs> sat down for these books uh a couple years back and we sat down yes, the kids. and we started reading through it, they died laughing. They were yeah. they were laughing so it was because my oldest one was actually in the being the more immature one for yeah. that. But yeah. But they died laughing. And mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it was like, it was this moment in our family, like, well, this was different. You know, it was yeah. the introduction of it. Yeah. But then you fast forward, and we're at Texas Roadhouse last week having family dinner. Yeah. And, and we're, we're conversating. And, and then, daggone, if the topic of sex didn't come up, which right. was funny. And um, and I was trying to, you know, my oldest son had, had uh, made a statement. And I said, uh, and I fired back with something. And, and, uh, and, he was talking about, you know, babies or whatever, how babies come. And I said, well, you know, it doesn't just happen just from, you know, the woman. You know that. And he's like, yeah, no, Dad. And I'm like, well, yeah. So, you know, the sperm. I said, no. I said, what has to happen? And he's right. like, I know, Dad. And he was like, I said, no, but tell me what, what has to happen. He's like, I, I, I get it. I know. I <laughs> he said, said those things. Those things. I said, <laughs> I said, sperm, right? That's what you're telling me. He's like, yeah. And so the kids, like, all of a sudden start dying laughing. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, Micah and Joe were like, we know, we know this, and we know that, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. it's, being fun. it's funny. <laughs> but it becomes a normal part of your life, man. Yeah. It's like a normal part of your culture, your family yes. culture. So Yep. But. Yeah, so, hold on. I want to make sure we hit everything from that email before we, uh, before we move on. Uh, um, I Yeah, I think we said this. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be just mom talking to the girls or dad no, talking I, to boys. Yeah, I there think might at a be certain things, age. Yeah, there might be things that they feel more comfortable about. Yes. But I think don't turn it away. If right. if your kids are coming to you and they're opening up about that, don't turn it away. If your daughter comes to you, dad, and wants to talk, don't turn it away. Sons, go to mom, don't turn it away. I think it's beneficial when we sat down and we've had these conversations and did these books, we both were there. Yes. Because we want it to be a, a normal part. Now, they yeah. may not ask any questions in 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 that moment like mm-hmm. you know but that's fine yeah you know but there's been conversations you've had as oh absolutely like in the teenage years where it's, yeah. it is just a dad talk oh yeah for sure um, I mean, he feels more comfortable for sure and, right yeah yeah so yeah. yeah i don't think early years you both can be a part of it the yeah. older they get they'll they'll probably pick the parent they're coming to um right. to have those conversations so yeah yeah, and just remember, everything that you're saying or not saying is going to help write scripts for them. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that we're giving them the, the healthiest scripts to, to read, right? So yeah. that's important. Yes, I agree. So, so that wraps up from the email. Yeah. Um, would you like to go to the next? Sure. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. Go ahead. Is what you got? What do I What, do what I you got? got? What you got? Well, we were going to dive a little bit into, um, I feel like I'm having, my mind is leaving me. We were going to dive into faith faith. and our marriage. Yes. Sorry. I told you I've been drinking all this water. I think my brain is floating right now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So faith in our marriage, how that impacts our marriage, how yeah. we can make sure that we're keeping it a part of our marriage. Like, I mean, right. faith is your, is the way you live your life, period, I guess. But, yeah. but how can it affect or not affect your, your marriage? Yeah. Do you want to go there? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> where, where do you want to go with that? Like, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, where do you want to go with um, that? Um, like, so it's been a rough year. Yeah. Well, I guess 2020, it's been a, it's been a long year and a half. Right. Um, and for us, you know, there's been numerous times in our life and in our walk with yeah. the Lord and, and 2020, 2021, where it's, you know, like, all right, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> that we are, right. you know, we're on the same page and that we have this faith to stand on. Yeah. Um, so how can we, I guess, how can, what can we empower everyone to do and if they're struggling if right. there's been well some... i think i think i think when it comes to faith it's just like it's just like marriage too right your mm-hmm. your walk with god is your walk with god first before yep. anything it's just like in you're talking about there's a term called differentiation that that is used when you're talking about relationships and yeah. differentiation is my ability to both be vested in togetherness and also in, in independence. So Which I can, we talked a little bit about Yeah, before, we've talked right? about it. I think episode two we talked mm-hmm. about it. And I think we talked about it in When Love Walks Out, Pride yes, Walks In. Yes, or yes. Walk, yeah. And so um, we talked about it in there. But it's basically being in a spot where you have a sense of self. Like mm-hmm. I am my own person. And because I, the, the stronger I am as my own person, the better my relationship can be. Because right. then I'm not, my my mood, my value, my worth is not going to be dependent upon you. Me, yep. And what you say or what you don't say, yeah. uh, what you do, what you don't do. If you're having a bad day, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to have a bad day. You know, right. you're not responsible for my happiness. Differentiation exists with inside uh, the relationship and yeah. the, and the better you you get at uh, being differentiated, yeah. the the stronger your relationship gets because you you're two people who are who are able to be independent that are by choice enjoying a relationship Together. with one another, right? But I think faith is the same way. Your uh-huh. faith walk is the same way. You right. have to be differentiated in your faith. Um, so your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Right. And so oftentimes we hear uh, from people, especially in church, in the church world, they're just like, well, my husband won't go to church with me or right. my husband won't pray with me or, you know, my wife has got zero interest in and going going to church, mm-hmm. you know, how do I get them to come to church? Right. How do I get them to pray with me? Well, you don't get them to do any right. of that. Right, right. What you do is you continue to do you, yeah. you know, and you continue to be who you are and you can give invitations and invites yeah. to that. But, um, but you have to, it first starts with how, how rooted are you yeah. in, in that, in that walk, you know? Yeah. That's good. And, and, um, I was thinking about earlier about like prayer yeah, because that's something we, you know, for a long time, I was like, you just got to pray together. We got to pray together. We got to pray together. Yeah. But as we were talking, we're like realizing how we both, we both, we have our own prayer lives. Right. Yes, there's benefits to us praying together. Or if I recognize yeah. like, man, you, you're kind of like in a funk or in whatever, yeah. I can pray over you or I get in a funk, you can pray over me. Yeah. But it's not like a, like all right, we got to pray over each other every single day just to mark the box off as if it's yeah, going to do something. Yeah. Like as if it's going to, you know, do something for us. It is going to bring you together right. more and it is going to well, create that connection. Right. But don't do it just to 
to check a box off. Well, and I, yeah, and I think too, it doesn't have to. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe, maybe for different people, it's it's different. I think for yeah. us, um, and and the way we do it is, I don't, I don't. I don't distinguish like my prayer time from my life or my church time from my life. Yeah. Or, you know, I think we talked about this recently too. It's yeah. like, there's not two separate things. And so this idea of like, well, we have to go into a prayer time or we have right. to go, we have right. to, okay, this is the moment we pray for one another. It's right. like, well, okay, that's awesome. Do it. But it doesn't have to be just in that moment. It could be right. driving around. How many times do we driving around in the car and I just start praying, you know, yeah. and, and it might not be for you. It might just be for the situation or, yeah. or we're praying over it. Or like last week when you were like, you would hit like this, this moment and uh -huh. it was just like. I didn't ask you, hey, do you want me to pray for you? I just grabbed right. you, hugged you, and just started praying over right. you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think but praying over each other, it's it's a beneficial thing for right. sure. You know, there are times where you need to hear it. Yes. You know? Yeah, because I think it really does. It. It's kind of like I had posted, um, or we had posted this thing as a reminder for people to say, to name one thing you love about your spouse yeah. and one thing they do that makes you feel love. Feel love. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in those moments of prayer, it just helps you realize like, okay, like everything's okay. Yeah. Though it might not feel okay. It really is okay. But it also reveals like the heart of your spouse. Like, right. okay, they see that something is not okay. Right. Or maybe they see that everything is okay and it's great. Yeah. Let's yeah. just praise God in this yeah. moment together. And it just reminds you of that connection that you both have through, you know, through the spirit that's yeah. like, hey, let's pray. Or, hey, there's something going on. Pray for your spouse. I think sometimes it becomes, I think, I think another part of that too is it, it becomes, it's a, it's one of those disciplines that can almost become more work than enjoyable if if, yeah. if the only time you guys are really trying to be spiritual is yes. when those moments of prayer happen, right? Yeah. And so if yeah. Jesus isn't part of your your daily conversation, if if God's not a part of your daily conversation, if the scriptures aren't a part of your daily conversation, yeah. it could be awkward, man, to to just like, okay, it's it's eight o'clock, I'm supposed to pray for you now. Yes. You know, it's like you start somewhere, I guess, but like don't 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 live in this dualistic mindset of like church over here and <laughs> yes and we're over here and then we got to somehow yeah. bring it in you know bring it in but yeah but it's important to just know like for for your faith is to know yeah. like how are you individually me yeah. personally or yeah, yeah. you personally yeah. how are you getting to know Jesus yeah. you know during what's during the thing hard that we times say? during what we always ask each other we'll, we'll always ask each other We'll say what? You remember? I have no idea where you're going. Tell me again. <laughs> Tell me. How often do we say to each other, what's what's the Lord showing you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the Lord showing you? Yeah, that what's used to Lord get on my nerves. You? Back in the day, that used to get on my nerves because you would like randomly pop that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I can't even think right now. But now, yeah, it's... Well, and it was because it was scripted. You thought, well, I yes. had to have had some kind of some... scripture I was studying. Yes. Or I had to have something that, that, oh, I had to have this worship thing it I was listening churchy. to. And it had to be churchy. And it had to be churchy. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no. Like, what's the Lord showing you? The Lord's showing me that I can actually walk in patient love yeah. and not beat the crap out of the person just cut me off. You know, that's, right. that's what the Lord's showing me right now, right. you know? <laughs> then there'd be something complex, you know? <gasps> right. Yeah, sometimes but, for me, it ba it's based on what I'm reading or what I'm studying yeah. out. And it doesn't, like you said, doesn't it doesn't even have to be about, like, patient. Like, you're about patient. Just, it might be about something else that you're yeah. doing in your job. Like, yeah. if you're a doctor or you're a nurse yeah. Yeah. or you're, you know, lawyer, whatever, it might be something like God just revealed this thing to me for my right. job 
Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Like, that's Jesus showing up in your life. And so it's, I guess it, that's my thing. It's like over these last year or so is, is where's Jesus showing up? And how's yeah. Jesus showing up um, to help us see, like, how how good he is? And secondly, is like that we're okay. Yeah. Things are okay. But ask yourself, like, where's yeah. where are you seeing... Where are you seeing Jesus, Jesus at? Where did, where did Jesus show up? That's why I asked the guys at work. You know, ask them when yeah, we do our Bible yeah. study on Mondays. Ask them, where has Jesus showed up for you this week? Or yeah. last, where was Jesus at last week? And what's cool is that at first when you start doing that, it's like you don't really have maybe not a lot of answers. Right. But then you start getting into this mindset where you're actually looking for it. You're actually right. being aware of and, and being tuned in, attuned to what's going on. Yeah. And you're able to see it more and more and more, you know. Right. It's just a part of your life. It's not, yeah. like you said, it's not something separate. Mm -mm. It's just Jesus is literally showing up all the time. And it's right. probably in the least likely spots that we're actually thinking so yeah. I think it's oh, we overthink it, right? Yeah. We overthink it, yeah. Like that's yeah. Good. So yeah, I think that's where that's where we're landing today. Where we're gonna land today. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on the Going There Podcast. If yeah. you want, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at feedback at going there podcast.com. Now don't now don't not email us. Like send us some questions, guys. Send us yeah. some thoughts. Send us some these are great questions that we've had come yes. in. So continue sending those. Like you, it's completely anonymous. Yep. Don't be afraid. You know. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You're gonna start getting all of our questions. Then you might be scared. Oh my! <laughs> you can also go to the website at goingtherepodcast.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, guys. Yeah. Until next week, we'll see ya. Bye. Oh.